Welcome back to Awaken Agile. It's now 2022 and we are excited to bring you another episode, another year of content. Today, we're talking a bit about uh, goals, goal setting, objectives, because what the hell else are you going to talk about in January other than, you know, how you're going to achieve stuff during the year? So let's get into it. Here we go. Good evening, Adam. No, good morning, Jordan. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> good morning to you. Good evening to me because I am in the United Kingdom. Yes, you are in the United Kingdom. You're, you're over there to uh, consult with Boris and give him some tips. Is that is that correct? On how to have parties in a COVID-19? Yeah, platform? totally. <laughs> <laughs> how to cover up Downing Street parties and... Um, open up the country to distract people. Anyway, <laughs> enough about politics. Um, it's- <laughs> yes, let's let's get the obvious question out of the room then. Uh, why am I in the United Kingdom on the 28th of Jan? Um, is it the 28th where I am? No, it's the 27th where I am. It's the 27th where you are. It's the 28th where I am. Cause I I'm feel like I'm talking traveler. to the future. Yeah, there you go. You are talking to the future, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you predict my next... 11 hours, Adam. <laughs> You're getting very sleepy. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I'm stuck in the UK, for those that are listening um, and don't know this, which will be everyone but Adam, because my wife and I got COVID the day before we were supposed to fly out. So we spent a week in Queensland for my family and then three and a half weeks intended to come to the UK for Shona's family to see the little one, little Casey. And we caught COVID last week, early last week or something. I don't know. Anyway, and we've been stuck here. So we're going to try to test again on Friday and fly out on Sunday. But you're okay? The symptoms are mild and, and all that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, Shona was a bit congested and I had a cough for a day. Two days, a mild cough, like mm. like a two second coughing fit kind of deal, mm. and then I haven't noticed anything really since then. Okay, yeah, so okay. we've been pretty lucky. And you haven't lost your sense of smell or taste or anything. <laughs> Definitely not, as I put a beer in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard that uh, uh, that I know of um, have lost their sense of smell and taste. Sounds like you had a mild dose, so. Yeah. Good luck yeah. getting getting home. Thanks. Thanks for not out of the woods yet. I'll believe it when I'm lying in my bed trying to sleep with jet lag. Yeah. Yes, some some good sleep is had at the end of a trip back in your own bed. Yeah. So how was your how was your holiday? Uh, it was good. We didn't do a lot. Uh, we went out on some day trips and things to the beach and uh, a couple of water parks. It has been an absolute heatwave in Melbourne over summer. Uh, so, yeah, we've just been laying low and watching a bit of the tennis and, yeah, going to the movies and that's that's about it. Not much not much to report. It was a good Christmas, though. Yeah, Christmas yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Usual sort of thing, You'd, you know, see family, eat too much. Hmm. Although Christmas Day... 
my um, brother-in-law and I were put to work putting up a, a clothesline for the sister-in-law. Um, were you successful? Oh, yeah, we, we got it up there. That's yeah. fine. Put the concrete in, put the poles up. Got oh, the thing very up. good. Mm. Very good. Cool. I hope it's still standing. I haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to find out. I'm sure you would hear it. I'm sure you would hear something if it went down. Like, oh yes, oh yes. If if it, yeah, if it came down or was bending or something, it'd be like we didn't we didn't skimp on the on the concrete in the poles. So I'd be very surprised if it does. But if it did, we'd be the first to hear. So what are we going to talk about? First episode back. Uh, I had to I had to make sure that we could have a chat before I come home. Um, yeah. So, so what are we? What are we talking? It's been a about? while. It's been a while, and we've we've had a couple of inquiries about. Oh, have you guys finished? Oh <laughs> no, no. no, we're just we're just taking a break. Well, what else? What does everyone talk about in January? <laughs> Goals and you know, New Year, New You, and oh. taking a pill and losing ten kilos of fat a day and that kind of thing because science. So yeah, we thought we'd talk about talk about goals and and that kind of thing. Sounds good. Did I, yeah. If I explain that well enough, probably not. <laughs> I think people get well, the gist. Yeah, totally. And um, given uh, given it's such a spoken of topic, um, I suppose it would benefit the listeners if we went into detail on how we think you can approach goals uh, or goaler. Um, yes, as on a personal level, a career level, maybe, or at a team level. Yeah, so lots of scrum masters this time of year would probably think, 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 think that it's a good time. You know, it might be a bit quiet around the the end of year break. Um, it's a good time to refresh or look at look at uh, the goals and maybe have a look at how the team wants to wants to be as a team and and do a social contract kind of session. Um, personally, people might want to set some goals for themselves for the year as part of the team, or you may just want to sit back and go, hey, as a career, what do I want to achieve this year? What do I want to do? Am I, am I happy where I am? Am I just going to do this for the next 12 months? Or what? how am I going to improve myself? All of those things mm. probably happen around this time of the year. And, and the obvious method as scrum masters or agile coaches or anyone in that realm is prioritization and limiting your whip. I suppose we spoke about having a few goals and just obviously focus is one of the scrum values and optimizing focus is just limiting your work in progress, removing everything and keeping one goal to focus on and get that done and then focus on the next one. Mm-hmm. How can we apply that method to I suppose yourself, but then broad, more broadly speaking, your team. How do you how do you introduce that to your team as well? Um, as with anything in a in an agile team or a scrum team, treat it as part of the work. Uh, so prioritize it along with everything else. And uh, you, you you hinted at it, but but just pick one one thing. <clears throat> just pick one thing and do that. And if if that's set, set a Set a um, aspirational time period. Maybe it's once a month, one thing a month. Might be one thing a week. Uh, it just depends on your your cadence. I had a had a manager once who said to me, as a as a people leader, if you've achieved one thing a week, you've you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you've got a, you'll have a, a long list of things that you want to get done. If you, if you tick off one of those things a week, then, you know, at least you can, you can look back and say, I've achieved that one thing. As a team, though, uh, yeah, maybe monthly or sprintly, uh, you may have a personal team goal or uh, as individuals in the team, you may have personal goals you want to achieve. You want to learn that new bit of code or you want to, uh, you want to get better at facilitating. Just focus on that one thing and get that one thing done. And I think the, I think the important thing is if it's, if it's a team goal or a team of teams kind of goal, uh, talk to stakeholders about your list. So you'll have a list of things you want to achieve. You might call them objectives. You might call them OKRs. You might call them annual um, targets. <laughs> talk to your stakeholders about it, your uh, managers, leaders, whatever, and uh, get their input because they may have a different idea. You will probably come up with a lot of things and you look at the list and go, wow, how are we ever going to get that done? Your stakeholders will give you a better, uh, better uh, a perspective on what they think is important, not only for you, but also for them. So have a chat to them and say, look, here's, here's all the things we want to achieve for this year. Uh, and they might say, well, what's important to us is those two things there. So yeah. if you get those two things done, then we'd be really, really happy. And then you know you, what your priority is. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would, that would put heavy influence on your decision-making for sure. Mm-hmm. How would you – so uh, what comes to mind, a couple of obvious ones are, you know, sit the team down uh, in, a, in a room and just brainstorm some of the things they want to achieve. Uh, you could do two different things, I suppose. Write down the personal thing that you want to achieve and then what do you want to achieve or what do you want to do or how do you want to be as a team? What's that one thing? What's that one aspirational goal? That, that to me is one way. Another way is have a standard retro, you know, what were some of the things that really you struggled with last year that were challenges? Um, what was some of the feedback? Now what? Now what are those things that you want to improve on? you think of any other ways you would sit the team down or you would set those priority goals with the team? Uh, take the time out from the regular schedule. So make it a, make it a, make it in, <clears throat> an important event for the team. So it's something different. It's not just your regular sprint planning. It's not just your regular retro team. I want you to reserve the time. This is an important thing. We're going to go through our objectives for the year. And we're going to create them together, co-create. And we want your input. And, you know, here's some ideas that we have up front, but that's not to say that these things are set in stone. It's just here's some ideas of where we want, what we want to achieve. Make it a, make it a special event. Go, go for lunch, um, you know, so that it becomes uh, an important thing for the team. Uh, once you've done that, again, share it with the stakeholders. Here's what we're going to achieve. Get that buy-in, uh, get that. Uh, top-down kind of um, communication so that the rest of the group, the rest of the people who work in and around the team are on board with what the team's doing so that when the team says, oh, look, we're just taking some capacity to work on such and such improvement thing, that the rest of the group goes, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're on board with that because of the benefit that it's going to give us. And then it's it's keeping it alive. So, yeah, making making it part of the work. So keep it. Keep it alongside your board. Keep it on your board with the rest of the work, so that you can track it. And I guess that leads on to the next thing: is, is how do you measure? How are you going to measure your 
uh, success or non-success or, or you're, um, you've done a good job. Once you've finished a thing, do you just move on to the next one? Ideally not. Ideally, you sit back and go, okay, we finished that thing, share it with your stakeholders, say, yep, we think we're done here, we're moving on, and get some feedback and think about how you can improve for the next time. I guess this all sounds very familiar <laughs> because it is, it should be. Yeah. Yeah, how, how, do we, how do we know that we've, we've finished? How do we know that we're successful? I really like the idea of making it part of the work. Like I, I, I imagine... You know, can you imagine that the team has sat in around the room, they've all agreed on a few things and you've, you've managed to, you know, uh, lean it down to one one item that you you want to set your, set your hearts on to get done. And, and can you imagine bringing that into the showcase and showing your stakeholders, you know, hey, here's the work that we've done for the sprint. And also we've come up with this one thing that we want to achieve. And the next showcase is... You know, here's the work that we've done for the sprint. Here's want your feedback on that. And also we've progressed this far with that one thing that we want to achieve. And I, I just, I get encouraged by the idea of making it so close to the work that it's just what, just another thing that you talk about with your work. My question would be, how do you deal with the similar to prioritising anything with leaders in the team or people talking, like anyone making decisions on, on the priority of the work? What do you do when the team says, well, everything's important to work on or these three or four things are as important as the, as the other ones. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So instead of picking mm. one, um, do you have a mm. method or any tips? Uh, I think you could uh, use your team contract to help set up those guidelines, guardrails, whatever you want to call them, and you could say um, as a team we'll only work on one improvement item per Sprint per month, per per quarter, per whatever it is. You could you could use that as your your guardrail. There might be a um, a, a tendency for teams to just work on work and never work on their goals or improvements or objectives or common, common whatever issues. it is, and yeah. and to say yeah, we're we're busy. We're t- we're always busy. We're too busy. Then that's that's where your uh, scrum master and product owner need to step in and protect the team from themselves. And mm-hmm. and protect that space and time to to work on those objectives if if they're important enough, and if, if they're not important enough, maybe review them and see if you can make them more important. Why are you talking more about that? Because I, I, that that is one of the most common issues that we I hear from scrum masters, and maybe it's a whole other episode. But um, just quickly, with the scrum masters that struggle with getting improvements, you know, from their retros or any kind of um, any kind of building improvement objective setting that's not related to the work specifically and the team discounts it because they're too busy. Do you have any pointers? You know, the PO's not on board, the team's not on board, they're all too busy. It's you mm. standing by yourself in that field, dying on that hill. Um, what do you... Have you, have you ever had any instance, any wins, I should ask? Um, I'm just doing a quick search. I, I saw... Uh, a scrum master do, use a really nice trick in a in a retro uh, help, help the team uh, about the parable of the blind men and an elephant, which uh, which is an ancient Indian parable, and it's a story of a group of blind men who have never come across an elephant before, and they they basically are asked to touch the elephant and then describe 
what this animal is, and they all touch a different part of the other. One touches the the the, the trunk, one touches the the leg, the tusks, the tail, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they all describe a different thing, right? And it's all about uh, focus and um, you know, if if we never work on the important stuff to us, then it will never get done. Basically, is is how that was used. So if we don't uh, focus down onto the right things to work on, then we'll never get a chance to work on our objectives or our goals or what we want to do and improve as a team. I would also use some of our data to try and paint the picture for the team around how uh, how we're tracking. So if, if some of our improvements are around how much value we're delivering, which is usually a good objective to have, you know, can we get more, can we produce more value during a sprint, more customer value, then actually see if we're doing it or not. And if we're flatlining, then that might be a an indicator to the team that we haven't improved in two or three sprints. So what are we doing? We've got a whole list of things that we wanted to get better at, but it looks like we haven't achieved any of them in the first few months of the year. Isn't that something we should focus on team around, you know, picking one of these things to get to improve on, see if it does change the dial for us. Mm. If it does, great. If it doesn't, then we need to pick another thing. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I think that um, I've, I've definitely encountered scenarios where the improvement itself does not, it doesn't look like it brings value to the to the work. And <laughs> I would have loved to have gone back in time and gone, okay, well, you say it doesn't bring value to the work, then maybe we should pick a new improvement. And if they fight me on it, then we go back to the drawing board. And if they agree, then we pick an improvement that actually encourages and inspires the team to improve uh, and and improving the work. Mm. Cool. Anything else? No, no. Um, Maybe just an example there to throw in. So, I had a team once who uh, had a dependency on an external stakeholder and that dependency was uh, introducing delay into getting value out to the customer. And it was it was a line item on a list of improvements, but it maybe it wasn't the highest priority. So we, as a team, we sat down and we, we mapped out our process and where our bottlenecks were. And it actually turns out that for the, for the team, the biggest bottleneck was this dependency. So then the team were encouraged to go and talk to that other dependent team and see if there's anything that can be done to reduce the time in between uh, getting value out to the customer. Lo and behold, yes, they came up with an idea and they were able to, you know, reduce um, or increase their uh, value production uh, by 50%. And that was a simple couple of hours exercise, let's map out our process, where our bottlenecks are, how long it takes us to get through the process. Uh, You you could also call it a value stream mapping exercise. You can look it up on Google, plenty of of tips and tricks on how to do it. And, um, yeah, uh, the data was in front of them and they picked the the top thing, had a conversation and got an improvement. So it's not difficult. You just, you just, uh, I think the most difficult thing is just taking the time because people feel like, oh, if we take a, we're not doing work while we're thinking about work. (laughs) Simple example. Mm -hmm. That's really good. All right. 
Well, let's leave it there. I think we've um, gone over our time. As usual. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great to see your actual face when you're back uh, in the correct, proper hemisphere. Oh, I can't wait. Honestly, I'm itching. I'm itching. Where we, we drive on the correct side of the road, we measure things in the correct metric system. Um, just quickly on that. Firstly, we do drive on the left side of the road, so it is the correct side of the road. However, everything's in miles, okay, except the GPS. That's in kilometres. What the heck? How are you supposed you to go in 400 metres, um, mm-hmm. turn left when you know that something is in a mile? Like, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. And um, and, and especially the speed limit. Like, speed limit is like 60, 60 70 miles on the highway, but the GPS it's 112 kilometres. Like, are you kidding me? <sighs> yep. England. And, uh, yes. We wonder why the, the road toll is so high. <laughs> you know, like these micro-mathematical equations while you're driving. That's, that's, I, that's silly. Legit, I felt like I, was, I had to go back to study maths. Like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I've got a quick joke for you before we finish up. Mm-hmm. Now, this one made me laugh for a little while. Uh, not that I should get that, but um, an elderly couple is in church. The wife says to the husband, I've let out one of those silent farts. What do I do? The husband says, change the battery in your hearing aid. Yes. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Very good. Very good. Right. Very good. That's a good start to the year. Let's keep. Let's aim to keep up that standard. Yes. Have a great year, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in again to our first episode. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in back to Awaken Agile, first episode for 2022. We hope you got something out of it. Hope you can set up some good priority goals for your teams and yourself as well. Uh, let us know how you go. And if you have any topics that you want us to talk about, you can email us at awakenagile.gmail.com and follow us on LinkedIn if you wish. Uh, we have an Awaken Agile page. You can follow our personal profiles, Adam Murray and Jordan Bailey. And as Adam likes to say, be helpful. Welcome back to Awaken Agile. Welcome to 2022. That just sounds like a big number. Um, that's, that's shit. Is that all right? Yeah, that's, that's great. Good. Because yeah, I'm not fucking doing it again. <laughs> That was fantastic. Oh, that's made my night.